You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Thank you very much for that, Caitlin. If you go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. So I appreciate the, uh, the encouragement from Brother Bishua to keep it short. Um, I, this, will be, this will be short. I'm not, uh, I, I, think, I think at this point we could, we could just have an invitation after hearing the, the testimonies of how God worked in the teenagers' lives. And uh, I'm so thankful for, for them being willing to make decisions. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot, a lot of preaching. There's a lot, a lot of decisions made. And um, this, this message is really geared towards trying to help, help them keep their decisions and, and to be fruitful from those decisions. And so this, this may seem sporadic and it may seem a little discombobulated, but I think it'll be a help um, if, if we'll just pay attention just for, just for the next couple minutes. So if you'll look at uh, Luke chapter 8, you can go ahead and stand. Luke chapter 8 is a very familiar portion of scripture and a parable of, of Jesus. And again, I, I think it's very applicable to what, to what we just heard from, from these teenagers. So let's look at verse 5 of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 5. <clears throat> this is Jesus talking, giving a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. I think that's very, very important to hear Jesus Christ saying, Please, please listen. Anyone who has ears, listen to this. So he, he, he explains his parable in, in verse 11. It says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Thank you. You can be seated. <clears throat> when I was about eight or nine years old, I had just finished a, a snack after school. And it was one of my favorite snacks, at least a, a favorite snack that wasn't a cosmic brownie. Um, I, that, that's what I would prefer, but my mom wouldn't let me always have cosmic brownies. Um, it was a Granny Smith apple, a, a green apple. To this day, that's one of my favorite healthy snacks. If I, if I ever have healthy snacks, um, now I get to choose. But uh, after eating the apple, then I get down to the core, and there's some apple seeds. 
And I thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be awesome if I just had a green apple tree in my backyard? That would be, that would be awesome. So I took the seeds and I just dug a little hole out there behind the house on this path, walking path right beside our pond. And I dug it about an inch deep and, and put the seeds there in the ground, covered it up and sprinkled a little bit of water on it. And I waited and waited some more. I even waited all night to see if it would grow. All night. I know, I, I was very patient as a young man. Um, but then I went out and, and nothing was there. I, I, was, I was very disappointed, to say the least. Uh, I, I was expecting to see a tree that I could climb, that I could pick apples, um, a, a, at least something. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to see some fruit from, from, those, from those seeds. But needless to say, there was nothing. I was disappointed. There was nothing there. Um, but no, nothing came from the, those seeds that I planted in the ground. And because, because there, there, were, there were specific conditions that those apple seeds needed to grow. It, it, needed, it needed a specific treatment. It needed specific things for them to bear fruit, for, that app, for, the, for those seeds to turn into a tree that would bear fruit. There, there are specific conditions that, that need to be met if it's going to grow. No, but many times we, we hear messages from God's word, and, and it's really good. We, we want to make decisions. We, we know we want to change something, and we, we make a decision to change. So we, we make a decision, and we wait. We wait some more. We even wait a whole night and come back in the morning, and there, there's nothing there. Nothing has changed. There's no fruit. And, and we wonder, okay, what, was it a defective message? Was God really speaking to me? What's, what's going on? Um, and, and then typically we just get disinterested and then we, we forget about it. We go on and we go on with our lives and, and eventually forget about the message. Forget about the decision that we made and we never see growth from it. Now I have to say, as, as a teenager going to camp, then that could describe um, a, a lot of the decisions that I made. That could describe a, a lot of decisions probably that you've made in, in messages here at the, at the church or whether that's going back to your teenage years, going to camp. You, you make a decision, you wait for a day, maybe even a week, you don't necessarily see any fruit from it and you go on like, like nothing happened and, and you forget. And sadly, many times that's what happens a lot to, to us. It happens a lot to our young people and, and old people alike. After God speaks during a, a week like camp, then we forget about it. We go on. Nothing really happens. So why is that? Why, why don't we see real growth and, and change from preaching and from decisions that we make? A lot of times, well, I, I don't say a lot of times. It, it is because there are specific conditions for God's word to grow in our hearts. And unless those are met, unless, unless the, the environment is right in our heart and in the ground that God's word is planted in, then there will never be real growth. Lasting growth, lasting change requires specific conditions. Lasting growth requires specific conditions. I'm not going to get really in depth about this tonight. Again, I'm, I'm going to be mindful of the time. This is, it's going to be short, but but I do believe that, that this is uh, very, very important for us to, to get this. And it's simple. It's something that, that we all know. 
but a lot of times we don't actually apply it to our lives. So here in our text, then Jesus is, is, is preaching to the multitude, and he's talking about how we can see fruit in our Christian life, how we are supposed to receive God's word. And he talks about four different soils. There's four different soils that are mentioned, and, and he's giving this parable, the parable of the sower. And he starts out by, by giving an illustration of someone planting seeds and, and planting them in, in different soils, different types of soils. And each one of those soils brings about a, a different response. And what, what's really helpful to us, and I'm thankful for it, is that uh, Jesus interprets this parable right away for us. He, he just tells us exactly what he means by this. And so there's no mistaking what, what God means here in, in this text. The, the seed that is being planted is God's word. It's preaching. And it, it, it's, the, it's the things that God speaks to you about in your, in your devotions, in your, in, your, in your Bible reading. It's exactly what we had this week, teenagers, hearing God's word preached, the spoken word of God. We've heard some great messages. We've heard some great challenges uh, of God's word. And, and um, you know, most of, most of the campers responded to, to, the me, to the messages. They made decisions for God, as, as you've heard. And, and I believe that, that the majority of them, if not all of them, want to see lasting change uh, in their life. They want to see fruit from those decisions. I, I, I hope that would be the case. But if, if care is not given to the conditions around the seed that was just planted in their hearts, the, the seed is going to be soon forgotten and, and it's not going to grow. We have to pay attention to the seed, the, to, to the soil that's been planted in our hearts. So Jesus likens the soil that, that is mentioned in the first few verses there to our hearts. And how our hearts are, are like these different types of soil. So the, the first soil that he mentioned is this hardened soil. And in verse 12, this is, this is Jesus comparing it to our hearts at this point. He says, those by the, way, by the wayside are they that heareth, then, uh, sorry, those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. You know, this, this soil has been trodden down. It's been packed down by people walking on it. Um, it's, it's been packed down so hard that the seed just sits on top of the soil. It, it never really goes anywhere. It, it doesn't dig, dig down and, and, and create roots. It, it doesn't take to the ground. It just sits on top and gets eaten up. It gets washed away. It never really take, takes root. And I, I believe that this soil could, could mean a, a couple different things. Um, but one is that it, it's the heart of, of an unsaved believer. And that when, when the word of God is preached, they, they don't necessarily understand uh, because they, they aren't saved. And nothing is done with that seed. And so it's eaten up and, and nothing is done with it. It goes on, no, nothing grows. But two, I, I also believe that this soil could also be the heart of a believer that has been hardened to the voice of God. That has been hardened to preaching. Though you've heard it so much, you've said no so many times... You, you, haven't, you haven't taken care to help cultivate and grow God's word in your life. You, you've, you've heard without doing, as we've heard from pastor, and your, your heart has become hard. And you've said no so many times to God that it just doesn't do any good anymore. God speaks through the preacher, and it just falls on hard ground, on hard hearts. And, and I, 
I think for, again, the majority of our teens, God really worked in their hearts, and they made, they made some life-changing decisions. But then there's some that, that, that didn't necessarily respond, some that, that maybe had, had hard hearts. No, and and this, this, this goes for, for anybody. If you, if you can sit through uh, a week of preaching, if you can sit through a, a Sunday of preaching, a Wednesday, if you can sit through that kind of preaching like, the, like we just did and, and remain unmoved and remain unstirred and you don't feel like God has spoken to your heart, then there is something seriously, seriously wrong and, and you are, are sick spiritually. And if, if, that, if that is you, if you're finding yourself unmoved, unchanged by God's word, whether that's at camp or whether that's any other time, then you need to do some serious, serious evaluation of, of why that is. And, and you need to ask God to, to open your eyes, open your heart to his word. And, and there, there are some things in your life that, that are keeping you from, from hearing God's word. And those things have to be dealt with. And, and we, we, could, we could talk for a long time about that. But listen, teenagers, if you, if you didn't make a decision at camp, and you don't feel like God was speaking to your heart, you can get that right tonight and you can still make decisions for the Lord. God wants to speak to your heart. God wants to use you. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter how long you've been without, without God and without God speaking to your heart. You can always come back to him and he wants to speak to you. He, want, he wants to, to see fruit in your life. And we'll, we'll talk about some things and some other ways that we can help with that. But then, then there's the next soil. Soil... soil um, that's found in verse 13. Let's look at that. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no root for which for a while believe and, a, and in time of temptation fall away. This type of heart, this type of soil accepts the word of God willingly. They listen to the preaching. They, they hear what God has to say. They make decisions for God. And again, I would say for just, just about the majority and, and most of us, that's kind of where we find ourselves at. We, we accept God's word. We, we make decisions. Um, but a lot of times it can just stay that way. But this, this soil is not deep. There, there's there's a, a rock under, under the soil. In, in that area, there were, it was a rocky soil. There, there was rocks right, right beneath the soil. And if that wasn't taken out, then there's no depth. There's no room for, for those seeds to grow. And because there's no depth, because it's shallow, it, it withers away at the first sign of trouble. The, the roots can't go anywhere. There's no room to grow. When, when the seed would sprout up, then the, the sun would start to shine. It would heat up the rock and the roots would die. This, this could describe, again, many of us and especially many of our campers this week. You know, they, they've made decisions. They've listened to the preaching and, and most of them have received it with joy and, and willingly and, and taken it um, really well. And we just heard testament of that. But when there's no spiritual depth, when there, when there isn't a, a spiritual depth to their, to their heart and to their life, then when any type of resistance, struggle, temptation, or doubt comes along, the decision that they made will fade away. When there's no, when there's no depth... Then, then the seed is just going to, is going to die away. And there, 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 there are many sources of temptation, many things that, that could, that could um, take that, that seed, that plant, that fruit away. You know, many times we as, as a church or, or you as a parent, 
can, and, and, and I'll say, this is me too, that we, when, when campers come back, they say they've made this decision, they've made that decision, then a lot of times we can, we can doubt that. We can say, okay, you, you've made that decision, but you've done that every other year. Uh, what, what's to say you're, you're going to do it again? And a lot of times you can, you can doubt it. And, and your teenagers can sense that. Your, teenage, your teenagers can sense, okay, well, they're not, really gonna, they're not really gonna keep the decision. We as a church family, when we don't keep them accountable, when we don't ask them about their decisions and act like nothing really just happened a week ago, then they can start to doubt. Like, oh, well, maybe this decision really wasn't a big decision anyway. No, you, you know, they, they've gone to camp, they've gone to youth camp, youth con before, they've made decisions, but never really stuck. So you can doubt. We doubt that they'll keep the decisions or, or we don't really try and help keep them accountable um, because you, you think it may not matter. And again, that can really dampen their zeal, dampen their fire for the Lord. It can burn up that, that, that seed. When, when the children of Israel were, were about to go into the promised land, they sent in, they sent in 12, 12 spies to, to see what the land was like and to see if it, if it could be taken. And they came back and two of them had zeal. They, they were like, God is going to give this into our hands. God is going to deliver us. He is going to, to bring a victory about in our lives. Let's go take the land. They, they, had, they had great joy, great zeal, wanted to do something for the Lord. But then the other 10 came back and they were fearful. They were afraid. They were doubtful. They, they didn't think God was going to do anything. They were scared. And that dampened the whole, uh, the whole uh, children of Israel as a whole. And, and they ended up not being able to get into the promised land because they decided to focus on the doubt, focus on the fear, focus on all those things instead of, of taking what Joshua and Caleb had said. So a, a lot of times our response to the teenagers' decisions or, or to decisions that are made at church, we can say, ah, oh, it's, not, it's not really that big, big of a deal we doubt, we, can, we dampen that, and they don't grow. Don't, don't, be, don't be one here that, that, doubts, that, that doubts a decision, that, that doubts that they can actually grow or that they can keep it this time. Because a lot of times that's, that's part of the problem. We don't encourage them along the way. We doubt, we, we don't keep them accountable, we, we, don't, we don't hold them to it. So... So let, let's not be ones that, that cast doubt, but let's be ones that encourage, that help them with their decisions, that help them keep their decisions, and help them build depth. Help them be, build depth of soil. Well, depth is, spiritual depth is produced by a, a lot of different things, but especially consistent uh, church attendance, con consistent, um, consistently being here in church, hearing God's word, and being around godly people, Bible reading, prayer, all those things add depth to, to your spiritual heart and will help, help you grab on to what God wants for your life. And our, our teens cannot have the spiritual depth to see God's word grow unless they're consistently in church, unless they're consistently in God's word and in prayer. As parents and as a church, we need to do all that we can, all that we can do to help them produce spiritual depth. We need to, you need to be in church every time the doors are open. Help them wake up in the morning um, and read their Bibles. Help them to, to be accountable to, to their prayer life with the Lord. Don't, don't be a part of, the, part of the temptation for the seed to die. 
with doubt or, or whatever it may be. Instead, help our teenagers develop spiritual depth that God's word can grow in by keeping them accountable, by asking them about their decisions. Then you have soil number three. It's in verse, verse 14. Look at that. It says, And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Now, if we can see ourselves in the last soil, this, this soil, is I, I feel like this is probably the one that we struggle with the most. This, this is the one we, we probably identify with the most because this, this soil, this heart, this believer, they hear the word of God. They make decisions. They, they want to be serious about the Lord. But there's too much, too much in the soil. There, there's too many bad things. And, but then also there, there's too many good things as well. There's cares, cares and, and worries are, aren't bad. But a lot of times we let those things take precedence over God's word. One, one week of camp, one, one message a week, three messages a week is not enough to combat a, a life and a heart that is filled with thorns, that's filled with cares, that's, that's filled with, with a, a love for pleasure. You, you cannot expect to have spiritual growth and come from, from messages and come from preaching when there's so many other things distracting your hearts. And, and teenagers, we talked a little, a little bit about it in Sunday school this morning, but when you have thorns, when you have wrong things in your heart, you can't expect God to, to work. Because, because as we said, if, if there's going to be consistent growth, if there's going to be spiritual growth, then you have to have the right conditions. And when, when there are thorns, thorn, thorns can take, can take the, the place of, of a lot of different things. A lot of, a lot of different things. For, for teenagers, a lot of times it's, it's wrong music. It's, it's the wrong kind of entertainment with, with wrong movies or TV shows, wrong friends, bad influences, um, social media. Instagram, TikTok, filling your life with all kinds of things that are distracting from, from the person that God wants you to be. You see all these things on movies, on social media, and that's what you want to do, but that's just keeping you from, from the person that God wants you to be. And, and as, a, as, parents, as parents, you are going to be the ones that help them the most with keeping the thorns out of their lives with keeping the cares, the, the, the pleasures of, of the world out of their lives. You know, you, you may think that that unlimited access on, on the teenager's phone is okay. It's not really that big of a deal and that it doesn't really hurt much. But, but the things that, that your teenagers have access to can become thorns and they, they do become thorns. And, and it doesn't even, again, it doesn't even have to be all bad things. But when you, when you fill your, your heart and your time with so much flesh, just the things that you enjoy, um, when you fill it with so much other stuff, then it's going to push out God's word. And, and there's not going to be enough room for, for God's word. You know, you, you may need to clear out some thorns, clear out some things in your life to help, to help God's word to grow in your life, to help, to help God's word to grow fruit in your life. When we, when we had a garden, I had a garden growing up. Uh, our family had one um, all the way up until I went to college because then I was gone and I couldn't take care of it, couldn't help them with it. Um, 
but we, we had a garden and we moved our garden at one point to a shadier spot in our, in our yard. It was closer to the house. We could put irrigation in and, and all of those things. And the first year we, we planted there, then it, it really did not grow very well. It didn't grow very tall. It, it really wasn't very fruitful. Um, and we're, we're just trying to figure it out, you know, what, what, what's going on. We had the soil tested. It wasn't bad soil. Um, but what we ended up finding out is that there wasn't enough sun getting to, getting to the, the, the plants and getting to the seeds. And so what we had to do was, was we, we had to take out trees, these big old trees in our yard that were providing too much shade on the garden. And, and we had to take those down before we would get to see any fruit. And, and just, just like that, there are going to be some things in your life, it doesn't even have to be bad things, but there are going to be some things in your life that you're going to have to take out of your life if you want to see change. If you want to see growth in your life, then you need to take out some trees. You need to take out some thorns for God's word to grow. You know, at camp there, there were specific things that the campers did not have and specific things that they couldn't have access to. They couldn't have their phones, which means no social media, no texting, no having the wrong influences, social media, all of that, all of that stuff. They didn't have access to their phones. They had to dress a certain way. They, they had to go to bed at a certain time. They had to get up at a certain time. And all, all of those things, they did very well. And you know what? I, I didn't hear any of them crying at night because they didn't have their phone. Um, but all, all of those things contributed to the week that we had. You know, all this may, may not seem like a big deal, but all of these things um, are designed to, to, help the, to, to keep the thorns out, to keep the trees out of their lives, things that may distract them from hearing God's word, and to, and to help them see, um, or to help them make decisions distraction-free. And I know that, that not every week can be a week like camp. You, you can't always block out every single distraction. You can't always block out all the bad things uh, in their lives. Those things are going to come. But if you as a parent will decide you're going to try and, and help them keep out the trees, keep out, keep out the thorns in their lives, take out some things that take up too much time or that are trying to choke out God's word, then, then you can start to see some growth uh, in the teenager's lives. Teens, if you will take special responsibility to say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be with those friends. They encourage me to do what's wrong. I'm not going to have the social media because it distracts me from God's word. I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to put the video games away earlier, and I'm going to go to bed so I can wake up and spend some time in God's word. But make a decision tonight to take out some thorns, to take out some trees in your life, to let God's word grow, to let it be cultivated in your life. Well, there, there are a lot of things that, that, that we could talk about, and, and we can even talk a lot more about, about good the good soil and in the good heart. And we, we can look at it. Look at verse 15. It says, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. This type of heart is prime for God's word to grow in. It has spiritual depth. You know, this heart is encouraged to grow by the people around it. You know, this heart is free from thorns, from trees, from things that would eat away at God's word. This heart is, is, is cultivated and has the right conditions for spiritual growth. You know, a, a lot of times I, I, I would look at this passage and I would say, man, how, how can I get good ground in my life? 
how, how, can, I, how can I constantly try to have good ground? And, and, and I always tried to overcomplicate it in my mind. But then when, it, when I was looking at it, then it really isn't as complicated as it, as it seems. No, th this, this soil is the exact opposite of, of all the other soils. It's not hardened by, by saying no to God. It, it's, it's, it's not um, distracted. It's not a distracted heart. It's not a heart that has, that has a bunch of thorns, that has trees, that has things blocking it from hearing God's word. It's, it's not a heart that has bad influences. It's, it's a heart that, that, that the people around are, are encouraging. It's ground that has spiritual depth. It's not, it's not a, some complicated thing. It's just making sure that you're keeping the things out of, of your heart that are going to keep you from growing and maintaining spiritual depth. Being in church, reading God's word, praying, asking God to speak to your heart, asking God to grow those things, that's a good heart. Being honest with God, having a good heart, having heard the word, keep it, keep it. That, that is something that is key to keeping a decision is keeping it in front of you and, and having it as a, always, always as a reminder. And that's where we as a church can help our teenagers is to help them keep it, to keep it in front of them, to constantly remind them, hey, this is the, this is the decision that you made. You gave your, your heart, your life to God, so live like it. You gave your heart and life to God, so come to outreach, read your Bible, do these things. As a church, we can help them cultivate and grow God's word in their lives by keeping them accountable. But then also, for, for me as a youth pastor, for you as a parent, for you as a church member, then it's going to take time. It's going to take time for God's word to grow and change the teenagers' lives. You know, change is not going to happen immediately. It's not, it's not going to happen immediately tomorrow morning. It just doesn't. Seeds take time to grow. God's word and true change takes time. It says it, it, it brings forth fruit with patience. Well, we as a church... You as a parent, we can, help, we can help these teenagers keep their decisions by keeping it in front of them, reminding them, not doubting them, not, not looking down on them, but helping them keep their decisions in front of them and then giving it time, helping them along. In six weeks, asking them, hey, how, how, are, you, how are you doing with this decision? What, or, or, or even tonight or whenever it is, ask them, what are some of the decisions that you made? Maybe write those down and remind them about it. Well, because we have, we, have to, we have to constantly be reminded that, that we have to have the, the right conditions. We have to have the right conditions if we want to see lasting change, lasting growth in our lives. Well, and again, this, this, doesn't, this doesn't just apply to our teenagers. It applies to you as well. You know, what, what kind of soil, what kind of heart do you have in your life? Is your heart crowded out by things that are distracting from God's word? there's some thorns, some trees in your life that maybe aren't even bad things. It's just the cares of this life, things that you worry about that are keeping you from seeing growth in God's word. Don't, don't let tonight, don't let um, any other message, don't let this week of camp be another time for you to just grow hard in your heart to the Lord. Don't let this be another time that just makes your heart harder and harder to, to receiving God's word. Decide tonight, you're, you're, going to, you're going to have spiritual depth. 
you're, you're, going to, you're going to take out some things that don't need to be there, and you're going to say, God, however you want to grow, grow me, however you want to use me, I'm going to let you. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to take out the thorns, the trees. I'm going to keep my focus on you, and I'm going to surround myself with people that are going to help me make these, keep these decisions. You know, in, in a garden, then, especially with corn, you, you plant corn in rows, you plant them together because it helps them grow. It helps them stay strong. You know, it, it's grow, growth in corn is best when it's in several short rows all together because it, it helps them pollinate, it helps them grow, it helps them stay together, and it ends up producing the best, the best type of corn that, that, that you can get when it's all together. And, and that's it. it's the same with us, is that if we are just left to ourselves, if we don't seek out help, if, if you just try to grow on your own, teenager, you don't ask your parents for help, you don't keep each other accountable, you aren't open to other people keeping you accountable, then, then you're just going to be trying to grow by yourself and it's not going to produce fruit. When storms come, when wind comes, you're going to be knocked down, the, the seed is going to be taken out, and there's going to be no growth. So we as a church need to come around our teenagers, help them grow, because they can't grow on their own. They can't, be, they can't grow the, the seed that, that's been planted this week without a church and a family that helps them grow, that helps them to see God's word really change their lives. So tonight, teenager, you decide, I'm going to keep my decision. I'm going to do things in my life to help me keep my decision. And as a church, let's decide. We're going to help our teenagers keep their decisions. We're going to keep it in front of them, and we're going to help them, and we're going to be patient in, in seeing that growth, seeing that change. Let's stand. We're going to prepare for invitation. Well, maybe tonight you want to, you want to take a teenager aside and, and pray with them. Pray, pray with them that they keep their decision. Or maybe you just want to pray for someone specific, that they would keep the decision that they've made, that they would see fruit in their lives. Whatever it is, then, then give it to the Lord and, and honor him with your response. Let's pray. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.